Your Steve Jones Show podcast will start shortly. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Brewers Outlet, your beverage supermarket on Reagan Street in Sunbury. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Party time, game time, or just fun time. Doesn't matter what time it is because it's Brewers Outlet time. The beverage supermarket has the area's largest beer selection, imports, microbrews, ciders, and domestics. Pick from over 100 ice-cold 12-packs and dozens of 24-ounce singles. Soda, snacks, hot sauces, fresh roasted peanuts. Make it one-stop party shopping and don't forget the pickle bar. So whatever you're celebrating or just doing it up, Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street, Sunbury wants to see you. And thank you for your years of patronage today's show brought to you by brewers outlet reagan street in sunbury the beverage supermarket imports domestics microbrews best selection of beer anywhere wine coolers water soft drinks snacks they roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day and the pickle bar led by the barrels and the dills absolutely positively Second to none. Uh, a lot of people are wondering about the deal that the Phillies made uh, with the Miami Marlins. Actually, might see the Marlins play this year. Oh. <laughs> and. And when you look at uh, what he brings to the table, you're talking about a guy that brings to the table for them uh, actually a better batting average than Santana and more and, and the potential for more power. So Justin Bohr, they get from the Miami Marlins, and they get they gave up cash and a minor leaguer to be named. Okay, it's fine. Uh, again, you know I feel I want established guys. I don't really care that much about prospects. Uh, that's to me that's so much catch as catch can. But Justin Bohr is a guy they got from the Marlins. He doesn't have as many runs knocked into Santana, but he's hit more home runs, and he's hitting for a higher average. I mean, you might be able I mean, it's, I think it, that's something that I don't think you can um, you know, picking up an extra bat for a team that is still offensively challenged is not going to hurt. I mean, they need more depth on offense. Okay? Okay, this now gives them a top-flight pinch hitter. Okay? And, well, they got Mackenzie Mills for him. Uh, okay. 
Kenzie Mills is actually a very good prospect. But Bohr, not hitting for a great average, 227, but he's hitting eight points higher than Santana. And normally he's a 262 hitter. I mean, that's been his average throughout the course of the years. Now, Mills I liked. I like Mackenzie Mills. And he's been in high A, 3.51 ERA, but still not among the top 30 prospects in the Phillies organization. He's still not there. Uh, But I will say that he is also one that I like. Okay? Uh, This is not... It's not a bad prospect that they gave up. Um, But he's also been kind of working his way through. It's taken a long time to get there. Because the McKenzie Mills I saw, the McKenzie Mills I saw did not pitch for Williamsport. He pitched for Auburn. Okay, they picked him up eventually. They got him actually from uh, the Nationals. And two years ago in the New York Penn League, he pitched really well. He pitched really well two years ago. But again, okay, that was not with Williamsport. So those like, I didn't see Mackenzie Mills at Williamsport. Well, you did. You saw him in an Auburn uniform. Okay? That's what they gave up in the deal. Uh, But he's not one of the top 30 prospects in the Phillies organization. All right. So, great to have you with us on the show today. As, look, it's the calm before the storm. Three weeks from tomorrow, Penn State football gets rolling. Um... Last night, Saquon Barkley's first carry as a New York Giant was 39 yards. That excited the populace. That was just enough for him to get out of the game. The Steelers, once again, have been accused of using, for the second time now, deflated football. Like, second time? Yes. When they played the Giants at a regular season game, the Giants sent... Info to the league office about the Steelers footballs. Yes. Yes. Glass house, throw stones. Well, they threw a football out of the game last night. It was, and really, and whatever, I mean, look, anything to help Landry Jones, I'm for. So, uh, the Steelers won last night under the category of so what? And the, uh, Preseason is now off and rolling. I did watch five minutes last night. I, I had a Spikes game last night. Uh, they were playing uh, West Virginia, the Pirates affiliate. And I got home in time to watch just enough. Just enough. Of the uh, 49ers-Cowboys. Which, by the way, at that point, uh, C.J. Beathard was the quarterback. Jimmy Garoppolo was done. So I got a chance to watch a little bit of that last night for five minutes before I went to sleep. 
you probably watched more of the NFL last night than I did. I got my five minutes in because that's what I had. Uh, so Justin Bohr goes from the Marlins to the Phillies. I think that's a positive addition. You put that in conjunction with Santana over there. It gives them a pinch-hitting option. A pinch-hitting option. And I think that it's a guy that can help. Look, the guy that's really going to help in the end is going to be, when he gets a chance to play, Wilson Ramos. Cabrera's helped so far. The two offseason acquisitions of Santana and Arietta have helped. Boer's going to help. So that's what they have so far. And by the way, they've got, let's see, I think the Reds, are the Red Sox in next week? I think so. Mookie Betts coming off another terrible game. He hit for the cycle last night. Um, and I was talking to a longtime Oriole fan today. And I said, I said, Matt, your team's bad. He goes, yeah, I know. And they are. Kyle, do we have to take a break in this spot right here? I just want to make sure. From you. Uh, It's up to you. Oh, it's up to me. Oh, hey. It's finally, for the first time ever, it's up to me. (laughs) GYT, get yourself together. We'll come back with more in a moment here on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by Brewers Outlet. So during the commercial break, the suit stopped in for a moment and wanted to give update me on the IndyCar standings. And Kyle and I instantly, like, I mean, I mean, Kyle, do you even remember what he said? I mean, I'm... no, I kind of, I kind of zoned out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure. I mean, to be, to be honest with you, that just kind of makes you and me average. Uh, it's. You won't believe how they're racing right now. Uh, no, I'd believe it. All right, so uh, <laughs> actually, I might go see a Marlins game this year because when Penn State goes in to play Pitt, that's a night game, and the Marlins are playing the Pirates at one o'clock that day at PNC Park. You know, I, I might walk. I mean, since I'm already staying downtown, I might, as well, I might walk over to the game. Why not? You know, I have not been to a Major League Baseball game since 2013. I haven't been to Fenway Park since 2012. It's the last time I went. 2012, my son Dan and I went. And the, the Orioles beat them. Because I had been on the streak where almost every Red Sox game I went to, they won. So we went in 2012. Bobby Valentine, the one year he's the manager. <laughs> that guy killed. All right. <laughs> And, uh, and my son and Dan and I had a great time. I was I, I had to speak to the Penn State Club of Boston that night. And so I said, Well, this is great. We'll get tickets. So we went to the you know, so so I called up I called up a friend that I know has season tickets. So let's start with this. I didn't pay anything for the seats. We were eight rows off the field behind the visiting dugout. 
I mean, I'm talking like primo. All right. Uh, I'm not going to get into who the the name of the individual <laughs> that that got me the seats because he has season tickets, and I know he's the kind of person that when he donates money does not want to know, does not want anybody to know he donated money. So I'm not going to. Okay. So I've used his tickets. I don't know, three, four times over the years, something like that. And so Dan and I went. That's the last Red Sox game I went to. Then I went to a Phillies-White Sox game in 2013. And that's the one Wheels got mad at me because I was at the park sitting like four or five rows below the booth, and he's like, how can you go to the game and not come up into the booth? I said, ah, you're working. He says, "He says you're like me. I would He says, he says, I feel the same way when you invite me up there. I'm like, well, yeah. I said, he said, you got to tell me. I was like, okay, okay. Um, but, yeah, I might, I mean, the heck? It's during the course of the day. What am I going to do? I mean, it's it's an 8 o'clock kick at night. We're not on until 6.30. So I hadn't really thought about it till today, but then when the Marlins made the trade with the Phillies and they got Justin Board, I think that's a good pickup for the Phillies, by the way. Yes, a good pickup. I think it puts another bat that can drive the ball into the lineup. And that's not going to hurt them coming down the stretch. And he's the kind of guy that's going to get a few at-bats along the way as a pinch hitter. Plus, playing in the field. I mean, Santana's not going to play every day. And I thought, yeah, the Marlins. Hey, are the Marlins playing the Pirates the day Penn State plays Pitt in football? I might go over and and, and check that game out. Why not? I mean, I'm going to be there the night before. I mean, the the spikes are not going to make. I mean, the spikes are not going to make the playoffs. The last time, when Penn State played Pitt there two years ago, in 2016, I actually did not get down to Pittsburgh. Like, first of all, the game was an afternoon game. I didn't get to Pittsburgh until after midnight. I want to say I got there at like one in the morning because I was doing a playoff game with the Staten Island Yankees and State College. It was the third and deciding game of the series on that Friday night. I did the game, State College won. I drove down to Pittsburgh, got there like 1, 2 o'clock in the morning, did the game, which was, I think it was a noon game two years ago, finished up, drove back to State College, and then State College started the championship series at Hudson Valley, which is in Newburgh, New York, right in the Hudson River. Got up that Sunday morning, drove to Newburgh, did the game, drove back, and then the Spikes won the championship on Monday night. I remember they were sitting there in that Monday night thinking, okay, you've now done, what, six games in five days, or five games in five, let's see, six games in six days. No break. One in Staten Island, New York. Three in State College, one in Pittsburgh, and one in Newburgh, New York. I'm thinking, clinch this thing tonight, please. <laughs> it got to that last out. I was like, hey, they won the championship. Great. And then I thought, okay. <laughs> but I remember them thinking, I said, I hope State College wins tonight so they can clinch it for themselves. And you know what? Clutch it to end it. <laughs> Taking your calls at 800 795 9565. This is The Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK.
Now, from the Sunbury Motors studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Keywords 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet. Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Oh, it's time to stock up for the weekend. Do it tonight. Enjoy the weekend. It's going to be beautiful. Imports, domestics, microbrews, best selection of beer anywhere. And these days, everyone loves selection of beer. Always trying to try new, different, and Brewers Outlet has them all. Wine coolers, water, soft drinks, snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. And the pickle bar is indeed, led by the barrels and the dills, I might add, second to none. All at Brewers Outlet. Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. All right. Talk with Jessica Marksbury of Golf Magazine in a few moments. But first, we're going to get to this day in sports history. And on this day in uh, sports history, it lines up like this. 1947, William Odom completed an, a flight that went around the world. He set the solo record by completing the flight in 73 hours and 5 minutes. 1973. For the first time in his career, Arnold Palmer did not make the cut for the final two rounds of the PGA Championship. Now, it's interesting that when you see the esteemed list of those who have completed golf's grand, career grand slam Gary Player, Gene Sarazen Jack Nicklaus Tiger Woods, you don't see Arnold Palmer's name there Arnold Palmer won four Masters two British Opens and a U.S. Open he never won the PGA Championship never did seven career majors never won the PGA 1981 on this date. Pete Rose hit a single and broke the National League all-time hit record, 3,630. Stan Musial had been the previous record holder. All right, and speaking of the PGA Championship, we just talked about that. It has been... A big day for Gary Woodling. He's the leader at 10 under par, one better than Kevin Kisner, two better than Dustin Johnson, who's right in the thick of it. And Brooks Kepka, the two-time U.S. Open champ, shot a 63. Uh, Jessica Marksbury from Golf Magazine. It is always great to talk with her and get her perspective on what's going on. Jessica, welcome back. Oh, well, thank you, as always, for having me. love chatting to you guys. Yep, same here. Uh, I have to ask, this. you start out, uh, in fact, uh, one of the tweets that uh, you put out from Alan Shipnuck uh, going back to the British Open, to cheer for Tiger Woods now is to believe in the power of redemption. Uh, that's about where it is. You've got a lot of people riding his coattails right now, and he bounced back today to get the even par. Absolutely. This is uh, you know, just another example of 
another week in the what can we expect from Tiger Woods life. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I, I don't think a lot of people, myself included, really believe that he would contend this week. Uh, I think the course is just a little bit too long for him when he's not confident with the driver. But as we saw, uh, when he got the three-wood out and started hitting the three-wood off the tee, everything changed. The momentum started to kind of swing in his favor to use a a, a golf pun, <laughs> right. but uh, certainly I think you, you gotta you gotta root for. I mean, you are you are rooting for a redemption story, and I just I love that line in Alan's piece, and I just thought it was spot on because at this point, I lose. Uh, you're just you're we're just enwrapped with with what Tiger is doing because with just amazing uh, story of another one of these things. And and that is amazing because remember he was you know let's let's face it he was not the most popular guy. I always felt that when Tiger was his was in his heyday, and when I'd go out and cover a tournament, I always felt that he had his segment of fans that loved him. But he also had a segment of people following him because he was just just that good. He had a segment of people out there hoping he would fail. Uh, now it seems like everybody's on his side because he's had to come back from so much. Right. He's never been like a Ricky Fowler, right, who's just... Right. I think we lost her there for a second. So what we'll do is we'll redial her back in and talk to her and get, get back to uh, uh, talking about... This topic with her about uh, we'll start with Tiger and then we'll work our way to to others some of the celebrity interviews that she's uh, had and you know she's been had the ability to interview virtually everybody which has been great and the uh, uh, the Tiger Woods story is interesting now Ricky Fowler did shoot five hundred par today at Bell Reeve. So he shot at 65. It's a par 70. Tiger was even, and he's battled back. At one point, he was three over par. To battle back to even is actually impressive. He has a lot of people in front of him. Tiger's problem has been this. When he's been in contention, he's been in contention for 63 holes. He has not been able to finish the back nine of holes 64 through 72 this year. Now, there is a process, and you do have to learn to win again. Uh, and that's and that's something I think I think a lot of people assume. Well, he's won so much, he knows how to win. Well, he hasn't won in five years, and because he has not won in five years, there is that element. I always remember Jack Nicklaus talking about, um, you know, he won the '78 British Open, but then he didn't come back and win again until he won the 1980 U.S. Open. And he talked. I remember him openly talking about, "Hey, look, I had to, my mind had to learn to win again." Same thing with the '86 Masters. He said, "Look, it had been a while. I had to learn to win again." He said, "You know what? What it takes. Remind yourself." I wonder if that's where Tiger is. And Jessica Marksberry is back with us. Thanks so much. Appreciate uh, you and, and your patience. So we're talking about the popularity of Tiger. Look, I know when I've, I've been around Phil Mickelson, for example, like Phil's fans love Phil Mickelson. Okay, they love him. There's no okay. Tiger's had to win people over. I mean, and I think his comeback has done that. Yeah, I think you really have to nail on Tiger just for the force that he was in the game of golf. And we just we, we tuned in because we wanted to see him continue to dominate. He was not the Ricky Fowler where you just admired him for the, 
the, the fun personality and, and friendliness that he exuded on the course. Tiger was a terminator, and we took yeah. in because that's what we wanted to see week in and week out. Oh, and, and, and he terminated people, too. I mean, he'd, he'd get the, <laughs> And he'd, he enjoyed it. <laughs> oh, and, and loved doing it. His problem now is is that hole 64 through 72 he can't finish. 63 holes, right. he's been pretty good in, in a lot of tournaments so far. Uh, celebrity interviews. I want to get to a couple that you had because you had an opportunity at the U.S. Open to talk to a couple people that, that some people may not be aware of. Uh, I want to start with this. A guy from a reality TV show named Shep Rose from Southern Charm, which takes place in Charleston, I believe. Uh, uh, tell us a little bit about that because that is out. I mean, a reality TV star is a little bit out of the norm compared to some other people you'd interview. I have to say that was one of the most fun interviews I think I've done, really, over the course of the uh, Around With show. Uh, Shep Rose, as you said, He's been the star of two shows, Relationship, as well as Southern Charm. And, uh, Relationship. Uh, okay, was, great. Yeah, that was that was a new experience for me, I have to say. But I am a, a, a Bravo viewer, so I, I have to say I was, uh, you know, slightly starstruck seeing someone like Shep on the set. But uh, that was set up through a, a PR contact at the USGA where they, they just have kind of various athletes and celebrities who come on site to watch the U.S. Open. And Shep was kind of eager to, to do some media. And it turns out he has like a, a very stunning golf history in his family. Um, one of his relatives, get this, was, was based on the golfer or I'm sorry, was basically the the golfer Jordan from The Great Gatsby. Oh, uh, that character was based on one of what is is what I. Um, you know, very interesting guy, uh, very funny, love game. Just uh, brought his buddies out, had a great time at Shinnecock. So um, it was it was a total up getting to sit down with him. <laughs> uh, he also found out that Brooks Koepka is actually a fan of his, right? Uh, I think we're having trouble connecting with Jessica today. Uh, well, we'll try it one more time because uh, we just want to make sure everything's okay. And you know, I mean, with cell phones, this happens. I mean, it's just just the way it is. Uh, but uh, we'll get a couple more questions in with her, and then uh, I know she's got a lot of things she needs to be doing. But she had an opportunity. And for those who have ever seen Bravo, Southern Charm is one of the one of the reality shows that takes place in Charleston, South Carolina. Uh, and so she had a chance to talk with him and uh, found out that Brooks Kepka, the two-time U.S. Open champ, happens to be a big fan of... Uh, of Shep Rose. And then the other one I want to ask her about when you get a chance is actually Bill Hemmer. Uh, Bill Hemmer is an anchor on Fox News uh, and has played Shinnecock Hills, as a matter of fact. And I know Hemmer thought, hey, I'm a pretty good golfer until he went out and played there. <laughs> he said, suddenly I realized I am nothing out here. Uh, but I mean, I know those are interviews from a little bit ago, but I'm going to ask her about that. And get her back on to discuss that here in just a, just a moment, and then uh, we'll close out. Uh, I was asking about Shep Rose. I guess Shep was uh, shocked to find out that he had a fan in two-time U.S. Open champion Brooks Kepka. 
Yeah, I'm not sure Brooks maybe wanted that to be public information, (laughs) (laughs) that he's a Bravo watcher like the rest of us. But hey, you know what? That's the kind of nugget you can get (laughs) when you have a a reality star on the set. Uh, I remember a couple of years ago, Martha McCallum, who's an anchor on Fox Fox News, at one point co-anchored with Bill Hemmer. And she said, if you don't like working with Bill Hemmer, you don't like working with people. Uh, you had a chance to sit down with him, and I know Shinnecock Hills. He's a golfer. Shinnecock Hills humbled him. What did you What did you find interesting about talking with him? Okay, she, Martha's right. Bill is a great guy. Super fun interview, and as you know, it's always fun to sit down with media types because they just, I mean, you tee them up and they go. <laughs> they know how to talk <laughs> to the camera. So, um, but yeah, he's you know he he basically said that. Uh, when he played so poorly at Shinnecock, it really kind of was a, a moment for him to say, look, I, I need to be good at golf. <laughs> the course humbled <laughs> him so much. I changed his, his golf life. So um, super fun character. He's a player in the east end of Long Island, so he's very familiar with the great courses that are out there and uh, really enjoyed having the chance to meet him. Uh, super fun guy, and that will be appearing uh, most likely in the November issue of Golf Magazine. Looking forward to that. That should be terrific. Uh, and uh, I finally want to ask you, when you look at a, a traditional course like Bell Reve, I want to say Ken Venturi won there in 64, I think. Uh, when you look at a traditional course like Bell Reve, what does that bring to the table for and what's going to be, this is the, going to be the last time the PGA is the final major of the year because it goes uh, moves up to May in the calendar next year. What are you looking for from this course and the players on it? Because people are asking it a And I think that's a little unfair because, you know what, at the end of the day, it's the players that really make the tournament, right, that make the championship. Yeah. And if you take a look at that leaderboard right now, we're in for an awesome four days of golf. So uh, I think we got to cut Bell Reeve a little slack. It's certainly, it's it's one of those old historic places. It's great to be back in that wonderful sports city like St. Louis. And uh, you know, I think uh, as I said, based on what we've seen so far, it's going to be a a real winner. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, now that the rain's moved out of there, I guess the course dried out beautifully, which is great. Jessica, it is always a pleasure. Thanks so much. Appreciate your time. I look forward to your articles every month when I get the magazine in the mail. Well, thank you guys for having me. Jessica Barksbury from Golf Magazine. We apologize about the with cell phones, with the in and out, but it was also fun to talk with her. More in a moment on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by our good friends at Brewers Outlet. At Animal Care Hospital, Lewis. Party time, game time, or just fun time. Doesn't matter what time it is, because it's Brewers Outlet time. The beverage supermarket has the area's largest beer selection. Imports, microbrews, ciders, and domestics. Pick from over 100 ice-cold 12-packs and dozens of 24-ounce singles. Soda, snacks, hot sauces, fresh roasted peanuts. Make it one-stop party shopping, and don't forget the pickle bar. So whatever you're celebrating or just doing it up, Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street, Sunbury, wants to see you. And thank you for your years of patronage. What happens when one parent needs nursing home care and the other is still living at home? Many families can be caught off guard with not knowing the laws of long-term care. You work hard at saving money. Shouldn't you do the same when it comes to long-term care? Turn to Scheib Law Offices. Let our experience guide you through the process and take away some of the burden. Call 570-523-3200 or visit ScheibLaw.com. Scheib Law Offices, planning for your tomorrow. 
It's the place where you and your honey had date night. It's where you curled up with a blanket and cup of coffee on a cold, lazy morning. It's the place that became your bed when you had the flu. It's the place where your kids jumped up and down on Christmas morning. It's the family meeting place. And from time to time, it's even the dinner table. Well, sort of. It's not just a sofa. Think about how many family memories are tied to it. At Shimox Furniture in Coltmont, we understand that it's not just a piece of furniture. It's your comfort place, your get-away-from-it-all spot, and a place you make happy memories that last a lifetime. At Shimox Furniture, you'll find the quality sofas that will lead to hundreds of memories that have yet to be made. They'll take the time to talk with you to find out exactly what you want. And with over 100 years of service to the area, they have the experience to guide you to the perfect addition to your home. So when you want to find the one piece of furniture your whole family will use for years, bring your family to Shimox Furniture on Route 61 in Coltmont. You'll personally experience how at Shimox Furniture we sell happiness and see why they were voted Reader's Choice for Best Furniture Store. Something... All right, bottom of the sixth inning at Wrigley Field. The Nationals now lead the Cubs two to nothing. Nationals right now five and a half games back of the Phillies in the division, and uh, the Nationals are also four and a half back of the Braves in the wild card. So that's where they are. The Nationals have been playing better of late. They've won seven of their last ten, and they lead two nothing over the Cubs in the bottom of the sixth inning. Uh, the wild card scene again. The Phillies have the one game lead. The wild card. The Pirates have actually won three in a row. In the American League, it's a two team race on the second wild card spots between Oakland and Seattle. And right now, Oakland's two and a half games up on Seattle. Seattle's gone three and seven their last ten, and they took Felix Hernandez, who has been hit around, and moved him to the bullpen. The Braves right now are two percentage points in front of both the Diamondbacks and the Dodgers. Now remember, between Arizona and Los Angeles, one of the two would be the division champ. The Cardinals are three and a half back, the Rockies are three and a half back, and now the Pirates are four back in the wild card, and the Nationals are four and a half back in the wild card. So there you are. So the National League wild card and the Giants are seven back. So those are all the single-digit teams and let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine teams in that grouping right there. Somebody will emerge. In the American League, it's the Yankees are clearly in, and it's between Oakland and Seattle. And of course the Yankees are trying to catch the Red Sox. They're eight back right now. Justin Bohr was a good pickup by the Phillies today. It gets another bat in that lineup. He's hit nineteen home runs this year. He's driven in 54. He's hit 227. Now, what's the biggest problem with Justin Bohr as a hitter? All right, the fact is he's ninth in the league in striking out with 111. That is the biggest problem. They gave up, gave up Mackenzie Mills, who is not one of the Phillies' top 30 prospects. I thought Mackenzie Mills, when I saw him pitch for Auburn, he was actually with Auburn for two years with the Nationals affiliate in the New York Penn League was good, but I was not blown away. How about that? So I don't think it's it's worth what they did. All right, my brother's still to come on the show today. 
the voice of the common man from anybody who I can assure you is anything but common. Here on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by Brewers Outlet. You're listening to News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury. You can hear us anywhere in the world with the Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation app.